across many listeners to Money Talk Extra who invest in property directly, both here in Hong Kong and overseas. However, an alternative is to invest in a real estate investment trust. To tell us how they work, I'm joined now by one of Hong Kong's leading property investment experts, Peter Churchhouse, founder of Portwood Capital. Good morning, Peter. Uh, good morning. So what is a REIT? Well, a, a REIT is a real estate investment trust, and it's a kind of investment vehicle that was really uh, started in the U.S. Uh, many, many years ago. And it allows individual investors to gain access to the value and the income uh, received from all sorts of properties, which we couldn't access in our own right. For example, if we look at Exchange Square, we might, might love to own Exchange Square or IFC, but we can't own it, we can't afford it. But it is possible to own a share in companies like that that own those companies, and they are required under REIT legislation to pay out 90% of their income uh, to you as a shareholder in t form of dividends, uh, they are not allowed to take on a lot of risk. So they are a relatively low-risk investment that pays out pretty much all of the rental income to you as dividends, which few other companies do that. So it's a, it's a very uh, income-productive kind of investment and a relatively low-risk investment as well. And how do these differ then from buying property stocks? Well, property stocks like a, a property developer like, say, Southern Kai Props or, or Sino Land, these companies are developers primarily they get 50 to 80% of their income from build and sell business model. Uh, a real estate investment trust doesn't really do development. They're not allowed to, or the amount of development they can do is restricted by law. In Hong Kong, it's to 10% of the value of the portfolio. So they can only invest in income-producing property, whether it be office, retail, hotels, residential, doesn't matter. They can only invest in uh, rental producing in, uh, uh, properties and uh, you can do renovations on them and so on but that's their business model in some countries uh, the amount of debt that these real estate trusts can hold is also limited so again reducing the risk so for example with a property developer uh, there's no uh, requirement on them to pay any amount of their income out as dividends to shareholders. Uh, their income does tend to be very volatile and they're very much at the whim of the sales market in the whatever property sector that they're in. But for real estate investment trusts, they own property for the long term. They don't buy and sell. They don't trade. So it's simply like uh, you're buying uh, Exchange Square to hold for the next 15 or 20 years and get the, get the value accretion that happens. That gets reflected in the share price. And you get all of the income or 90% of the income in your pocket as dividends. And as dividends in Hong Kong are not taxed, uh, they're not taxed at all, you, you're, you're getting a very nice yield on your investment. Now, you say these are low risk, but nevertheless, there are some things that people should consider before they go and buy REITs. What sort of things should they take into account? Well, exactly. Um, uh, real estate prices, as we know, in Hong Kong are some of the most volatile in the world. Uh, we've had five corrections in the real estate market uh, since the global financial crisis in 2008. Uh, most other countries have had one mm. uh, correction. So Hong Kong is very volatile. Um, and 
I look at the risk profile of REITs as halfway between a property stock and a bond. A bond is regarded as a relatively low risk uh, entity. You you buy a bond, you get your $100 back at the end of the period, and you receive a coupon or an interest payment for the years that you hold it. Well, a, a, a real estate stock, uh, there is no guarantees. Um, there's no guarantee about the income that you're going to get. But for a REIT, you're halfway in between. You're still investing in real estate, but you're gaining the potential upside and the value. And mm. they're also paying you uh, almost 100% of the income that that property receives gets paid to you as a dividend. So it's a, it's a at higher risk than a bond, but lower risk than a, a typical real estate equity. And are there many of them here in Hong Kong? Not many. There's only 10. Uh, Singapore is much, much more advanced in the REIT market. The Singapore government has really pushed uh, the development of REITs in that market. Mm. And in fact, Hong Kong followed Singapore. Uh, Hong Kong wasn't going to do REITs, but Singapore started, so Hong Kong followed. There are 57 in Japan. There are about 38 of these in Australia. Uh, and in the, in the US, there's dozens of them. There's, there are a recent phenomenon in Europe. There's only 20 or 30 REITs in Europe. Uh, but really, the big markets, uh, really uh, well-developed markets, are the US, uh, Singapore, uh, Australia, and uh, Hong Kong has been around a while now, 15 years or so, uh, but there haven't been many listed here. There's only 10. But we do have Asia's biggest one here. Yes, Link indeed, the LinkRead. And I have to say, LinkRead has been a fantastic investment. If you would have bought LinkRead when it was listed, uh, your compound annual growth, including capital growth plus dividends, was 18% per mm. annum. Mm. Now, there are very few other investments in the stock market that will have given you as good a return as the link REIT has. Uh, the other REITs haven't given you anything like that return. The best return is Sunlight REIT, which is half of that of the link REIT, 9% compound growth over its, its period since listing. Um, uh, the Fortune REIT is 7.5%, for example. So uh, the link REIT is really a standout in terms of uh, returns to investors. Peter, thank you very much indeed. That was Peter Churchhouse, founder of Portwood Capital. That's all for this morning. Next week on Money Talk Extra, I'll take a look at the trend towards collaborative living, which is shaping the way that young professionals live in Hong Kong. Jimmy Lam will speak to a working mum of four to hear about her financial challenges. Finally, I'll discuss the advantages of starting to invest when you're in your 20s. Hope you can join me at the same time next Saturday. This is Peter Lewis signing off and wishing you a great weekend. Music